Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today we've got a great revenge story involving plumbing. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, truck driver blast podcast next to wrong driver. I'm a truck driver, 20-year-old female, and an inconsiderate driver, 30-year-old male, next to me was blasting some sort of talk show, podcast, or something with his door open keeping me up. I could literally hear it clearly in my sleeper. Couldn't sleep anyway, so he learned the hard way on why not to cross an ex-emo armed with the knowledge of the heaviest metal and college dormitory experience. I blasted some heavy metal and opened my windows. It was like the Korean DMZ when they still had music and propaganda blasting at each other. Needless to say, he stopped and I added an additional hour for good measure. I don't know if this like took place in like a truck stop or something, but wherever this happened, that person clearly deserves to just get like kicked out of there. I feel like if it is one of those situations where it's an overnight type area, people like this deserve and should have a way to get ejected from there. Also hi. I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of pro revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, it's your problem, so solve it. Oh, I sure will. This is a revenge in progress. To get to the point, this year, early March, my orthopedic doctor noticed a deformity in my wrists which make me unable to do a lot of things, such as lifting heavy things without a brace or writing for long periods of time. I have a teacher who fails to acknowledge this as she makes us write on the daily about three or four pages of work in the lesson, plus as homework. My major is about sales, marketing, and company leading stuff. I don't know how to translate this major. Two teachers teach this subject switching between lessons. The other teacher explains it to us in just a couple of sentences, which is roughly about a page or a page and a half total. Let's call this teacher Mr. William. But we are not talking about him today, the other teacher, let's call her Mrs. Laura. As I've mentioned above, I cannot write for long periods of time, so her classes are obviously a pain to be in. When I was diagnosed, I've told her about it personally and what she said basically comes down to, I don't care, it's your problem, not mine, so solve it. So since September, I've been struggling to keep up with her classes and her ridiculous method of teaching. Recently, I found my grandmother's typewriter, and it still works just as well as it did 35 years ago. Why a typewriter, you might ask? It's because my printer doesn't work. Plus, I like old things. Mrs. Laura doesn't like it when someone does something different from her plans or says the same thing but differently as her when she asks a question, and she'll just yell at you saying, On the exam, they won't accept this. You'll just fail and then you can go and sweep the streets for the rest of your life. I'm not exaggerating, she really said this. She likes to put us down emotionally when we don't answer something correctly. She's super dramatic about it, immediately assuming we know nothing. Anyway, back to the typewriter. She's given us a bunch of assignments with a ridiculously short deadline. So I'll take the liberty of accommodating myself and not injure myself just for her happiness. Because no way in heck am I doing four assignments that are three pages long each. 
Typing it is faster and easier for me. Besides, she never said we can't print out, or in my case, type it down, what she sends us through the Krita app. It's an app that students can use to check their curriculum, homework, and grades. Also where teachers put in homework and grades, teachers can check our attendance records, homework, grades, etc. I'm guessing OP either doesn't have one or can't afford one, but like, most people just kind of use laptops in this situation nowadays. But it does remind me recently of a pretty funny video I saw where a professor apparently did not allow laptops in their classroom. So there was somebody sitting in the back of the class with a proper typewriter just tip it tip it tip it tip it tip it tip making these extremely loud noises, everybody's staring at them, but hey, you gotta make do and I'm not gonna lie. Physically writing down pages of notes kind of sucks, especially when you've been so used to just typing it all out. Our next story is, always check your mirrors. My sister and I just finished grocery shopping, and I was pushing the cart with our groceries to my car when all of a sudden I hear a honk behind us. I was confused because we were not in the way at all. In fact, if I moved any more to the parked cars, I would have hit them with my cart. He flipped us off and parked his car. My sister and I looked at each other confused, but honestly, I was feeling mad. I noticed he parked his car next to the area where you're supposed to drop off your carts. I also noticed he was just dropping someone off and is about to leave. I told my sister to go into the car and I'll handle the groceries. I hurriedly put the groceries away in my trunk and headed to the drop-off area for carts. Except, I put my cart right behind his car. I quickly walked back to my car and explained everything to my sister. We were still able to see his car where I was parked, so we were just waiting to see his reaction. After a few seconds, we see the car backing up, and BAM! Hits the cart! I quickly drive off after that, so I'm not sure if he damaged his car. I didn't think he would hit the cart. My original revenge intent was going to be that he would have to get out of his car and move the cart, and it would just be an annoying inconvenience for him. But I guess that worked too. Not my fault he didn't check his mirrors. So who goes shopping, parks in a grocery store parking lot, and then just starts backing up without even looking? Forget damages to your car. That jerk's gonna end up injuring somebody at some point. Our next story is, you think you can automatically claim someone's share without say? Yesterday, I cooked burgers for my family. Currently, we're eight in the house. My eldest brother and his wife are there because their apartment is being fixed, so they need a place to stay for two months, which is our house. I did smash burgers from scratch. Yes, even the potato buns are from scratch, and I grinded the meat myself using the KitchenAid meat grinder. I made the servings, two patties for each potato bun, and each person in my family will get two burgers, except mom and dad since they don't want to eat so much but the rest want. I made 14 buns which means there's 28 thin patties. However, during dinner time, dad had some mushroom burgers mom bought in the grocery and he said that he has gout. He did have the potato buns and he said they were delicious. When my eldest brother got, he tried to get four patties for a single potato bun and I slapped his hand in front of the whole family. He got so mad, we argued. His wife just ignored it and just let me and her husband argue. My brother said, dad can't have any so I'm just getting his share. And I told my bro that he has no right to automatically claim a share of someone, but he said, it's going to be the same thing if dad won't get it. Then I countered, you're not the cook, so screw you. Mom then just raised her voice and told everyone to keep quiet. It felt so good slapping my brother's hand. 
He's been like that. When someone can't have any, he automatically says their share is his even when they never said he can get their share. It happened a lot and it happened now to a food I just cooked. I mean, in a situation like this, this isn't like you're visiting somebody else's place. If you had something and you're not going to have that food right away, I think they still deserve the right to save that food for themselves for later, obviously. Like, I know there's eight people under that roof, but like, doesn't sound like you guys are starving. I don't think they need to desperately cling to any food scraps they can. Our next story is, I asked for a call back. Not sure if this is considered a petty revenge, but I once applied to a job near my house. We had an amazing interview. We were all happy and chuckling. They said I answered the questions correctly, even the math test they gave me, and I thought I got this interview in the bag. Towards the end of the interview, I asked when I'll hear from them, and they said the following week. I asked another question if they also call back those who don't qualify, because to me, if I didn't, I'd rather know so I can move on. The manager was like, oh yeah, that's a professional courtesy. The following week came, and another week came by, and another, and I didn't hear back from them. I honestly forgot about it. Three months later, I got an email from Indeed saying my qualifications matched this job posting, and it was from that same company for this same position I applied to. I applied to it again. I thought they'd skip me since I applied before and didn't make the cut. They called me to schedule me for an interview. I said in the call that I'm in the middle of something and will call them back. It's been about a week. I haven't called them back. They called me two more times and got an email, but I never called them back or replied to the email. I know it's dumb, but that's me. P.S. I also understand why companies don't call you when you didn't get the job. I just wish they went with their word. They could have at least worded it differently. Maybe something like, should you get the job, we'll let you know immediately. I definitely had this experience before when I was interviewing for some jobs in the past. They just kind of ghost you. Honestly, like, I can't blame them too much. When you're in the position of trying to hire somebody, would you want to feel obligated to call all these people up just to say, hey, sorry, you didn't get the job? and also possibly deal with any of them like begging to know why or trying to get specifics on all this stuff. Guess it would be a professional courtesy though. This next story is, did you purchase drink insurance? I used to run a restaurant slash bar where we would have weekly salsa nights and turn the place into a club. Some of the guests this attracted were not ideal, and one day we had one such guest. This woman gave a hard time to one of the bartenders, cutting in front of the other guests, and then after being served, claiming the drink was too weak. She got into an argument with another guest, saying that guest took her seat, even though she didn't leave anything on the bar top or seat while she was away at the dance floor. Fast forward one hour, and I'm called over by a bartender because this woman is now demanding her drink be remade due to her dropping it while dancing. Yes, she was dancing with it in her hand. She looks like she doesn't even need another drink and should likely be cut off. The second I come over though to talk to her, she asks me if I'm the manager. And when I say yes, she says I have to make her another drink because she dropped hers. She's very rude, but luckily we have her card behind the bar so she can't refuse to pay. I tell her we're not going to remake anything unless she purchased drink insurance. She looks shocked and says, what the freak? I repeat, did you purchase drink insurance? If not, oh well. She was closed out and left, all while saying how she's never going to come back. Never saw her again. 
Somehow the place remained in business despite this. Is there anybody out there that if they went to a club and they saw that there was such a thing as drink insurance, they would actually consider purchasing it? I think at the very least we all know someone who probably should invest in drink insurance. Our next story is, enjoy the My Little Pony remix. I was subbing for another science teacher for our seniors. They're a great group with a few that are going to push buttons. Not mean or malicious at all, just seeing what they can get away with. The teacher had left them some online work that was fairly interesting. Online games on the subject, short videos, that kind of stuff. And they could finish it in less than an hour. This left another half hour to relax in a 90 minute period. The rule was, first do the work, then chill, nap, whatever. Didn't even require them to remain in assigned seats, stay silent, or turn off music if the videos were done. Two of my students were doing anything but the assignment. I warned them a few times and then opened the program that lets me see what's on their screens. Nope, not a single bit of work completed while the rest of the class was sailing through it. I took over their computers and locked them out, changed the volume to speakers instead of headphones, and cranked it up. First guy had his computer play the My Little Pony remix, the second one got Baby Shark, loud, for the entire class to hear. I gave back control eventually, they got their work done, and still had time to relax afterwards, and the rest of the class got a great laugh out of it. I'm just sat here thinking, what a great teacher for giving such a great lesson plan. If I went into this knowing that I could like get this all done and that there would obviously be like ample time, like half an hour to just chill afterwards, I would definitely try to speed through it and then just take the most beautiful in-class nap ever. I maintain that for some reason the best nap I've ever had was probably in a classroom. Our next story is... Be rude to my coworker and another customer? I'll tell my coworker and the whole room how nice you are. This happened yesterday at work. I work in a small gourmet store in a high-end area, so we have some entitled people. I work in the bakery and checkout section with two to three other people depending on the day. When this happened, there were three of us working, but one girl, coworker two, was in the back. My coworker, coworker 1, was helping this guy find a box of sesame seed cookies we sometimes have. We have a cookie shelf that's near the entrance that connects us to the other side of the store. She and the customer were standing 5 feet away from the actual entrance, so it had opened up, and there were 3 to 4 feet on the other side of them for people to pass. Enter Rude Lady. Rude Lady was carrying around 4 sandwiches, 2 of which were wraps in a container. Her hands were full, but she wasn't close to dropping everything. She didn't have a cane or anything, walked like I did. Anyways, she comes through the opening and coworker 1 and customer are in her way. They blocked a direct path, but she could have easily gone around them to get to me. She would have to cross over to get to me anyway because of where the register is. Instead of taking advantage of the 3-4 to four feet that was wide open, this woman stops, sighs and says, Seriously? In shock, coworker 1 and customer move out of her way but are giving her a hard side eye. I'm honestly in shock as I'm ringing her up, but I'm in customer service mode so I'm smiling and being pleasant. She tells me the sandwiches she's buying are for a baseball team. When I asked, she said it was college rather than high school or little league, so it was probably her son on the team as she only looks like she's in her latish 50s. The exit is about 10 feet away from the registers, and we face the door. 
So as this lady is walking out, I say to my coworker, loudly enough for her and others to hear, she's such a nice grandma, bringing her grandson's baseball team sandwiches. She turns and looks at me, but I said it sincerely enough. That- cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That she didn't want to call me out in front of other customers. She just walked after that. Oh, you just know all the way back to their car, they're going to be rattling in their brain. And especially on the way to that college, they're going to be racking their brain over, do I really look that old? Am I that convincing to be a grandma? The next Botox flyer she sees is going to look pretty darn good, probably. Our next story is, so you ghost me on payday? I'm gonna ghost you on presentation day. So I just resigned from my job, small company, because my manager would not pay me on time. He would avoid me on payday and I would have to seek him out and ask why he hasn't paid me yet. I work remotely so we don't see each other often. Granted, he wasn't always this bad, but he always paid me later than he was supposed to. This year, however, it got worse as the company started doing badly. I'm an understanding person, but what irritated me more than anything was how I'd have to ask him why I'm not paid instead of him informing me that things are bad and will salary will be delayed. So I started planning my exit plan. We also had a big project that we were working on and was supposed to be presenting for clients. Come presentation day, I don't show up. He texts and calls and I ignore him. Then later that day, I emailed him my resignation. I thought I should make him feel what he's made me feel for months. Honestly, I think this is completely the fair and accurate thing to do anyways. If you're not getting paid on time, why do you keep showing up and keep working in the hopes that maybe they will get it to you at some point? I mean, maybe you should have started to threaten to leave as soon as they started ghosting you. Our next story is, I got my ex a parking ticket. When I was in college, I had this ex that I had a bad breakup with. After a few months of not seeing each other, we met up to exchange our things. And I thought we were fine from our conversation went. I later realized they hadn't given me back all of my stuff and called them asking for it back. They refused and eventually ended up blocking my number. I would have honestly not cared about it because at that point I wanted it all to be over, but I couldn't let it go because they stole some jewelry that was gifted to me from family. Over time I tried to forget about it and kept telling myself there was nothing I could do. A few months later, I was walking back to my dorm and saw their car was parked in a handicapped spot. I literally ran to my room, called campus police, told them someone had parked in a handicapped spot, and gave them the car description. They let me know that they would send someone at some point, especially because universities love nothing more than giving out tickets. I could see the parking lot from my room, and a few hours later, I saw someone pull up to the car and put a ticket on it. 
I woke up the next day, saw the ticket on the door, but the car was still there, so I called again. Felt kinda bad about it, but also helped me get out some of the frustration I had from them stealing my things. When you're dealing with a college parking lot that has a ticketing system, you definitely don't have to fret too much about whether or not they're going to show up and try to hand tickets out like crazy if applicable. That jerk definitely deserved every bit of that. Our next story is, mother's friend likes making snarky comments about what I eat. She doesn't realize I have a 600 watt sub over the guest room. This lady comes over, gets drunk as freak and crashes on our spare bed at least three times a week. Every time I go get a snack or something, she likes to make little comments about what I choose. Such as, real breakfast of champions, huh? Or, how are you living off that? I've tried the rebuttal of, how are you living off boxed wine? And that definitely helped. She continued, and I've had enough. So, starting today, currently 12.30pm and she's still asleep, I will be maxing my subwoofers and amp out until she leaves or addresses it. Considering she doesn't live here, I'm going to tell her to freak off if she tells me to turn it down. Let me eat what I like, witch. I don't need you making me more self-conscious. It was saltines and peanut butter, not even serious junk food. Let's be real here, is saltines and peanut butter even junk food? I feel like there's a level of effort with saltines and peanut butter that cannot allow it to be classified as junk food. Like I feel like junk food solely has to be something that you can either pop in the toaster or the microwave for like 30 seconds or a minute or just straight up unwrap and immediately start eating. Although I do love that somebody pointed out all OP had to do was just say the last two sentences of this post to them. It's great. Our next story is, my Spanish teacher accused me of cheating on my homework. Before I start, it's valuable to know I have ADHD and I've always found it easier to type than write. So in secondary school, I had a cruel-hearted hag of a Spanish teacher. She overheard me say that I didn't want to take Spanish for GSCE and went off on me. It was like putting a red rag to a bull. She went off on me saying, I kid you not, do you know there are children in the places of the world I've loved that would bite your arm off to be in the position you are? And so to throw your education into the dumps like that is so unbelievably arrogant and selfish. So there's a precursor as to what she had it in for me. A few months later, she's checking homeworks, which she sets way more often than she's meant to, and I got fed up and just started typing. She comes to me and asks me how she doesn't know I put it through an internet translator, and I asked her how she knew the other students didn't cheat on it, and she said because they'd written it down. I responded with, they could have also have put it through a translator and just written it down. That's how writing works. And she sighed, walked away, and said whatever. The freaking nerve to single me out and be obnoxious before walking away like it's nothing. I didn't stand for it. I have a type of diabetes, kind of giving me a free pass out of lessons. So I ask her if I can go to the years 7 to 11 hub. Kind of like a jack of all trades main office for those years. She says yes, she has to. But I never specified I had to go because of my blood sugar. I met with my head of year and told her what happened. She got called out of teaching, we all spoke, another Spanish teacher found I didn't translate it, literally because there were a few mistakes, and some interpretations. I also asked her to find a software I could have used for that. She got backed into a corner and started looking guilty. 
the whole thing finished with me getting a Spanish homework exemption and her not being able to make my lessons a misery for fear of getting sacked. From every lesson till I stopped taking Spanish till then, I was always angelically beamed at her, and if she asked what I was doing, I always responded with, I'm just happy, miss. Is there a problem? The hag got what she deserved after she got fired for squeaky business with another teacher in the staff room laboratory. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Yeah, I feel like if OP tried to use a program, or God forbid, Google Translate, it would have been pretty obvious because from all indications I've ever been told or ever learned, it's really not that accurate. Like, not enough to actually use it for homework. Maybe nowadays it's starting to catch up though, but there's like a lot of different interpretations that you kind of just lose when you just put a word in. Our next story is, oh, you want your PlayStation back? This is pretty tame compared to others here, but I couldn't do much more at the time, and this still gets comments from his friends. My ex-husband was a piece of poo. Ten-year relationship, four months of marriage, all down the drain in one morning when he tried to throw me off our balcony and then attacked me when he realized he was too weak to pick me up. I had him arrested and he went to prison, but only for a week. When he got out, he told his solicitor what certain things he definitely wanted that I couldn't keep, his TV and his PlayStation. I was pissed. The PlayStation was bought with vouchers and money that our friends and family had given us for our wedding, and he decided to spend one day whilst I was at work, as were a lot of the games, but fine. He wanted them back, he could have them back. I was keeping his beloved gaming PC and our cat, so I felt I was winning in some sense. However, he really should have been more specific. See, when he said he wanted the TV and the PlayStation back, that's what he got. That's all he got. I kept everything else. The power cables, the remotes, the controllers, the games. And as I had a restraining order against him and his family, he had no way of contacting me. At least, not until I filed for divorce a few months later, where my solicitor discovered he wanted them back as part of the settlement. Unfortunately for him, she agreed that I gave him exactly what he asked for, so no, he doesn't get them back. Moral of the story, be specific. Well, when you're going through a bitter, ugly breakup like that, definitely doesn't hurt to really, really be specific about what you want back. I'm just afraid that if this guy had asked for the cat, OP's next question would be, does it matter if they're alive? Our next story is, a woman can't be a plumber? Find someone else. Many moons ago, I worked in construction, repairs after water and fire damage specifically. It was my father's company and I worked there between studies and other jobs, but I got fairly decent at the job in time, at least good enough to be trusted with managing the on-site duties for smaller jobs. We typically handle everything on the job site, including hiring third-party painters, plumbers, and electricians, as the jobs we took were insurance jobs. The customer was home as I was finishing up putting down new floorboards and molding after a water leak in their kitchen due to cracked plumbing asking questions about the job and otherwise being pleasant to be around. As I was packing down my gear, the plumber we contracted arrives. I was pleasantly surprised to see that Helen was the one showing up. Having worked with her before, we have a quick chat as she's grabbing what she needs from her truck. Helen was in her early 20s at this time, with a year or two on the job but is constantly praised behind her back by her co-workers for her exceptional work. 
I walk back into the house with her and show her the kitchen, and she gets ready to do her work. I enter the living room with my broom and vacuum to clean up after myself, and inform the tenant that the plumber is here, and his kitchen will be fully functional once she's done. She? Women can't be plumbers, he says as he lets out an annoying sounding grunt. I assure him it is a she and that she knows her stuff. He looks quizzically at me and moves to the kitchen to, I assume, confirm that this is in fact a woman. I loosely follow as I sense a situation brewing and because I'm curious. In the kitchen, he lets out a disappointed, hello? And after she introduces herself, he asks where the real plumber is. She informs him that she is the plumber and that she'll be done shortly. He refuses to believe that she's the actual plumber and asks again where the real plumber is. She gets a confused look on her face and before she has time to respond, he utters, I want a real plumber, not a little girl who cried her way to this job and will screw it up because a cute little girl like you cannot be a plumber. She's rightfully angered by this, doesn't know how to respond. I step in to tell them that she really is a plumber and is more than capable for a simple job like this. He still refuses to believe this and tells her to call a real plumber and orders her out of the house. She gets up and heads over to her car with tears in her eyes. I asked her if she was okay. She said yes, but I doubt that was true. She told me to finish up what I was doing while she called her boss. I figured she wanted to be alone a few minutes and obliged. Her boss, hearing what had happened, instructed her to stay there while they came over to talk to this fine specimen of humanity. I was done with my tasks at the house and stayed to talk with her while we waited for her boss. When her boss came, we gave him the full story and watched him go over to the house. Their interaction took place at the front door next to where we were parked. The owner of the house spat out, Finally, someone who knows their stuff, right this way, and turned around to show the location of the kitchen. Her boss just said, No, making the owner turn back. Just because she's a young woman does not mean that she's not a great plumber. She's one of my best. You do not talk to any of my employees like that. We will not finish this job. After that, He walked back over to us and just said, let's go. We all left. As our company was project lead, we would have been the ones finding a different plumber to take the job. However, my dad does not care for these kinds of disrespectful people. Once I told him about that day's events, he contacted the insurance company and informed them that the customer was disrespectful to his employees and subcontractors and would no longer offer services to this customer. We still had some carpentry work left at this man's house, waiting for the electrician to finish his work, which was also cancelled as they were subcontracted by us and paid by us. This meant that the insurance company had to contract a new company for a project lead, which then had to contact their own subcontractors. The magnificent timing of these events meant that no one had open slots in their calendars for this job. We have a good relationship with the insurance agents we work with and was informed that it took a full week before this job was completed instead of being finished the next day. Bonus, about a year later we're talking to the insurance agent on a different job and he asks if we remember this customer. He informs us that he had a new water leak in a different section of the house. It was discovered that the plumbing work was done by one of the customer's friends. In Norway, plumbing and electrical needs to be done and documented by a licensed professional. Otherwise, your insurance will not be paid. As you might have guessed, 
His friend is not a plumber. He had to pay the repairs of the latest damages out of pocket, and the insurance company took a new look at the first leak. It was decided that the initial water leak also did not qualify for insurance, so he had to pay back the full amount of repairs for this as well. I gave Helen a call with the fantastic news, and she was ecstatic. I don't really care what anybody looks like or who they are, if they look like they know what they're doing and they're getting right to work, and you know, this is a company that was contracted by the insurance, I'm just gonna be happy somebody's here doing the work and I'm gonna go sit down and prop my feet up and be happy. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.